You're listening to The Voice, episode 21. This episode, hosted by Graham McCatchick. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of The Voice, and this is Graham McCatchick, again, here with Carolyn Keeley and Marlene Floyd. If you listened to our previous podcast, you know that we're talking about communication strategy, and this is part two of that uh, dialogue. You know, just to remind everybody, on Wednesday, November 2nd, from 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m., uh, Carolyn's going to be hosting the Communication Strategy Lab, and this was um, backed by popular demand. It is, um, it's a hot one, so you want to get in on that uh, now. Uh, as I recall, at, uh, I think we ran out of space the last time. That's we right. It yeah. was. Okay. So get in on popular that Popular right lady. Now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wonderful. Popular topic. <laughs> Wonderful. So go to uh, ottawa.iabc.com, and you can find how to get involved. Now, where we left off last time uh, was that we kind of uh, just encapsulate uh, the discussion. We sort of talked about before you launch into a communication strategy, slow down. There's always a need, sort of this desire to dive right into the tactical implementation and the activation components, but you got to really take a step back no matter what pressures you might be having from your organization. Um, sustainability was another big uh, theme. Um, what are you going to do when your campaign's done? Right. <laughs> or what are you going to do when next year? If it's successful, or how do you keep the momentum going? So, do you have the budget to keep it sustainable? Like, should you be even mm -hmm. doing this in the first place? Do you, sure. If you don't have the budget to keep be sustainable, things like that. So, uh, now though, before you do your communication strategy, or if you sorry, if you've done your communication strategy, how do you audit it? So that's the question. Um, what are some practical tips to assess your strategy before you implement it? So I'm going to mm -hmm. throw it over to Carolyn, and then we'll go from there. Sure. Well, I think the first thing that I think is uh, an easy, low-hanging fruit idea is to have a really good architecture for your strategy to begin with. Often we're called in to take a look at a strategy that's not quite working, and we find that structurally it's not designed to be the kind of easy-to-follow roadmap that it should really be. So, uh, so I really encourage people to think about the structure and what's, what's going to make sense. Very often we're now working in a PowerPoint model where we get people to think, okay, what are your objectives in the first instance? What's your situational analysis? What are your audiences, your messages, your tactics, and your evaluation? Boom, you're done. And so when people say, well, you know, we don't have time to uh, create a communication strategy because we're under the gun and this is not realistic, you know what, this can be done in a couple of hours uh, <laughs> if you invest more in the quality of the strategic thinking and less in terms of the words. We also know that if you give your internal executives less words to shoot holes in, you're probably better off as well. <laughs> so I think that's the first thing. And then a, a simple tip in terms of auditing, if you like, or, or double checking the soundness of your strategy is actually to read it from the, from the back forward. Oh, okay. Because often that's something that we find that there's a lack of coherence. So for example, if you're going to look at, say, a key indicator that you're wanting to target is uh, how much media coverage you got, well, how come you didn't have any media activity planned in your tactical section, for example? So often that's a good way, and we do this systematically with any deliverable, is read it from the back forward, and you'd be surprised the things you can pick up that way. Okay. Marlene, what do you have to say? Um, I think both excellent points. Once again, um, you know, Carolyn's hit the nail on the head. You know, evaluation of something from the beginning. I, I often do... Um, <laughs> Soft, soft soundings on communication strategies. So, with mm -hmm. my target audience, you know, right. just saying, we're thinking about this, yeah. you know, and Definitely. what is this? And with your 
is it what you want to hear? And 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 it's a way to take a look at something and to see if you're if you're on or not. Um, if you're delivering um, a strategy or your objectives are a bit off or your messaging is slightly um, is slightly off as well, then that's something you can get right from the beginning. So it's that soft sounding idea, with right. soft mm -hmm. sounding with folks you know that are in that you're trying to target here and to get their opinions. And it it really does alleviate major problems from the beginning. Absolutely, yeah. very good point. Now you may have an advisory council. That uh, you're tapped into with your organization, you may have really great relationships with editors in the media. You might have a great relationship with certain key stakeholders in your right. uh, various constituencies. So uh, it's good to do a little check first. Okay? Absolutely, mm -hmm. and I would say just to build on that point because I totally agree is that I think if if you look at communication strategy uh, communication strategy design as being about organizational development as opposed to just being a document, then it's going to shift the way you behave, right? So, to me, that document really has to do with aligning your organization in a certain direction, and to the extent that your internal clients, your stakeholders, your partners, your colleagues are part of the process, mm -hmm. they're going to be way more likely to kind of get on board and help you with its eventual implementation. Well, and so that's it. If you don't have the buy-in internally sure. to to implement your strategy, then it's almost dead in the water. You know, you need the people to to, to do yeah. to do the jobs and to say this is important. This has a priority. It's a priority for me. I believe in what they're saying. I was part of this process. I agree exactly. with it. And it's often those internal conversations are in hand. So something's created by a strategic comm shop or a comm shop within a corporation, but it doesn't get walked up to the appropriate divisions exactly. that it needs to be. It has to. You have to talk to your operational folks. Yeah. You have to talk to your senior management. But who's going to be yeah. who's going to be carrying the message in, mm -hmm. in a lot of ways? And if you don't have that buy-in, then. Yeah. Then, then you have a problem. If it's a plan for your internal employees, did you ask them? But anyways, you know, some of the questions I like to think about mm -hmm. when I'm doing this kind of thing, uh, like a strategy review, is uh, think about these things: Is your plan scattered or is it focused? Right. Are you all over the map trying to do too much mm -hmm. with yep. too little? Yeah. Or are you zeroing in on the mm -hmm. proper areas? Yeah. that you want to drive in terms of your objectives. Are all your departments aware of the role that they may or may not be playing within this strategy and are they synergized and ready to do that? Right. Um, so that can be interdepartmental or it can be externally with other stakeholders. Sure. Are your comms aligned with your business objectives? So are your communications objectives aligned with your business objectives? Are you literally driving what your organization or mm -hmm. company is trying to achieve? That's right. the big one. <laughs> I think somehow everyone talks mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. But it isn't always there and possibly sometimes you might need clarification from your CEO or your you know your board of directors or who knows what. They may not even even made the kinds of decisions yet that you need answers to before you do exactly. something. Exactly. That's a really good point. So that yeah. can drive you off mm -hmm. in left field yeah. when you're That's right. And then they'll come back to you and say, Well what happened? Well <laughs> you already started on the wrong foot because yeah. you didn't have a good communication. And you know, I would say that to jump in on that because I, I totally agree, is that the dirty little secret in communications is that most communication strategies fail. And it is an endemic problem that we spend all this time and effort writing these communication strategies only for them to get shelved because this kind of organizational alignment work hasn't taken place. Mm -hmm. uh, another tip that comes to mind just based on, on what you're describing of some of these pitfalls to avoid, a simple thing to do is to line up your audiences and then write down what are each of your communication tactics that are designed for each audience because then you're looking at your 
design of your strategic thinking in a different way and you may find that hey you know we wanted to go after youth but we have no communication tactic that is really designed Focused for that audience youth. for example <laughs> so that's a good way to kind of test the audience centric nature of your plan very good point now it's interesting you're saying that um, my organization's going uh, or we're developing a, a brand new website and is exactly what we have to do because right. Um, anybody out there, by the way, if you're listening and you are in the process <laughs> of developing a website, don't forget it's not about just developing a website. It's about how are you communicating mm -hmm. to your stakeholders about the development of your website. There's right. got to be multiple stakeholders involved in that build. And when and how do you communicate with them? So mm -hmm. that's just to your point. Now, I'm sure in your careers you've come across some people that are just brilliant in terms of communication strategy, aside from yourselves. So <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> who, who, who who are these people in your view who have kind of been your mentors perhaps and, and why were they so great? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I learned a tremendous amount early on in my career working at the Canadian Medical Association from Tina Van Dusen as she was our uh, director at the time and she had this kind of ability to be, I mean she was a firecracker in terms of what she was able to produce from an execution perspective but she also had that ability to pull back and to be extremely savvy and strategic in communicating about the communications work we were doing. And this is so interesting that I find by and large communicators tend to be so busy and putting out fires that we rarely have that discipline of pulling back and making sure, okay, do my internal partners know what we're doing? For example, at the CMA, we're dealing with provincial and territorial jurisdictions. Are we sharing information? Are we working in a collaborative way? And does the form of our communication match its function? If you're trying to be collaborative, then you better communicate in a collaborative way, otherwise you're swimming upstream here. So, so I would say Tina. Okay, okay. Marlene, what do you think? Uh, well, I've been uh, I've been really blessed. Um, my first probably eight to ten years uh, that I started uh, my career, I was in politics. So, I worked on the Hill and just had access to just phenomenally bright people who are doing communications. I always say that politics is communications because you're constantly sure. just, you're constantly communicating with people, the public, their electorate, your stakeholders, and it's just constantly moving and it's fast paced and it's really, um, it's an adrenaline rush every day. And so I had a real pleasure of working with, with so many people that I can't just name one. But I have to say that one of my colleagues that works at Ernst Close Strategy Group with me, I always say it's, uh, Ellie Album is his name, and Ellie is a former bureau chief of the CBC for 25 years here in Ottawa, and he has a way of listening to a meeting, and he'll and he synthesizes the information in a way that I just I would I would love to have the breadth of knowledge and experience that he has to take mm -hmm. it, and you're like, why didn't I think about that? <laughs> like it's yeah. just he takes it and he's like, did you think about this? And you're like, no, but I'm going <laughs> to think about that next time, right. and yeah. it's just. You know, listening to him speak and to take what everyone said and said, I think what you're trying to say is this, and why don't you just simplify it and put it in this sentence, and you got it. Yeah, like, right. Wow. Yeah, that is and, an art and, form. Yeah. yeah, it's really an art, and I think it comes from his breadth of experience and his and his knowledge base, but it's uh, something that I, I strive mm -hmm. for, that I can only hope that someday. <laughs> so I would have to say one of my... Yeah, probably my former boss, Gabrielle Free, who used to head up the comms for TIFF in Toronto. Mm, right. But also, you yeah. know, she's, then she was my boss at um, uh, Much Music and MTV. And then yeah. over now, she's at Cineflex. She's a VP of comms or, or publicity there. So, But what she was always great at with me is she, because we always have to come up with, you know, campaigns, ideas, how we're getting at coverage, who knows what mm -hmm. it was. 
we'd have to kind of get buy-in by all the different departments. So she'd always, you know, for anybody out there that's listening who's in a senior communications role, don't forget to coach your staff on how to sell it up. Sit your employees down to explain that they have to look at all the angles. There's almost a strategy that needs to be put in place before you Absolutely pitch your right. strategy, yes. right? So, uh, <laughs> who do we need to get to who first? Who do we need to get to first? How are we going <laughs> to make right. the argument that this is something worthwhile with limited budgets nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. So that she was excellent at that, and which would then in turn roll out, and we'd have a lot better chance of getting things rolled out the way we want. Um, so it's a kind Definitely. of a mentorship thing, a lot of ways, with you senior it communicators is. out there to make sure your staff. They, don't, they may not necessarily understand that, you know, while we think it's good, we know it's good, but that doesn't just mean that everybody else that isn't in communications knows it's good. So you have to know mm -hmm. how to sell it up. Okay, so the other thing I want to ask is how can we, uh, how can you get people to pull out of the day-to-day -day sort of grump right. and grind <laughs> oh. and then think long-term? Carol? Yeah. Well. You know, often what happens is that they have to experience the pain of not doing so in order to get interested <laughs> in the possibility. So <laughs> that, that's the truth. Uh, we find, you know, the one thing that, that really seems to work well is the idea of workshopping yeah. a plan. So I find, you know, we have clients that have struggled for weeks and months and almost, you know, pushing past a year or a year and a half on trying to get a strategic plan done, but it's, they can't quite get it to fly because it requires multi-stakeholder partnership and so on. And, you know, frankly, we get busy. So it tends to be the kind of stuff that, that falls uh, off the list of things to do and yet is so pivotal in directing what we're doing and, frankly, giving you a license to say no. Right? If you're too busy, it's because you become the communications dumping ground and anything is communication, so then you just get sucked alive by that day-to-day -day rhythm. So, uh, so that's what I would really recommend is that we come in very often with clients and we'll do a two-day strategy lab uh, workshop, that's sort of an applied session where a group has a process, and this can certainly be done in-house for people to say, you know what, we're just going to nail this thing and we're going to block off two days and get the job done. So that's what I recommend. There you go. And that's what I'd recommend as well, because yeah. I think that the day-to-day, -day, we're all so busy. Yeah. Between yeah. work, life, and just general day-to-day -day operations of your household and everything, people sure. are busy. So it's if it's taking you know a month from today, I'm putting it in everyone's calendars, we are going exactly. two days, we're going off-site. Blackberries are not allowed. You're allowed to have Blackberry breaks every three hours, whatever. It, right. it is left. Yeah out of offices are put on and you guys just, you get down to business and you pull it. Because otherwise, something else will always come up that's bigger yeah. and better and busier and I got to move on this now. And sure. and you need to make it a priority. Okay, so we're obviously on the same page. Because you can see in my show notes here, I said, book it in. <laughs> so, um, it's difficulty getting us to disagree. <laughs> so, no, it's true. I mean, uh, everyone said the same thing here. So everybody in your Outlook calendars now, Okay, stop, if you're li listening to this at your desk, stop what you're doing, go to your out Outlook calendar, put this on pause, and find all those spaces that mm -hmm. you know you need two hours. That's going to get filled up, people are going to come pull off your desk, you're never going to do it, so mm -hmm. book right. it in. Uh, and book in time for yourself too, right? And that yeah, sure. sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't necessarily need to be with the big group. Yeah. You can book in an hour of your, a week to say, okay, Mondays at 10 a.m., that is my time to go through mm -hmm. everything. What is my, what are my goals for the week? What do I need to get done? 
How am I going to focus myself? What are right. the priority items? And it allows you to do a little bit of even weekly individual strategic planning of mm -hmm. how, what do I need to get done? What's the priority? Because often what we do is we do what's easiest, right? So I look at my list of things yes. to do and I'm like, oh, if I tuck off <laughs> these 10 things, which are super easy, <laughs> then I have 10 things done off my list. Exactly. But the real big thing and the challenge, you procrastinate by nature, right? And I need oh, yes, to focus absolutely. on it. And, and Build time into your schedule. Put it, you know, put it so you have three hours to work on that project. Mm -hmm. I always got teased because I'd use my outlook calendar like a, well, call me anal or <laughs> effective, but I would book in my strategic communications priorities or planning in blocks into my calendar, and, they, sure. that, and that would make sure that would tells everybody I'm not available for mm -hmm. the meetings. Okay, that's my priority for today. So, um, that, okay, so I think we've made the point. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> All right, so uh, what are the challenges government agencies mm. have with strategy? Is, there, is it slow moving? Is there red tape? What? Okay, we're going to give some All advice here. We've got to give some <laughs> yeah. advice, though. We've got to yeah. give yeah. practical things to help Well, again, I, th I find uh, we do a lot of government work, and this mm. idea of doing strategic planning in 10 PowerPoint slides, at least you can get lift off there. You can get a sense of getting something done. It may not be perfect, but if you've got an 80% solution and you've got some really quality thinking, that can really solve a world of pain. <laughs> and so again, it's sort of getting, trying this out uh, and seeing, do you find that in fact you get a better result? A and be quite deliberate about identifying what works and what doesn't. So to your point about booking time, I would say a big thing for sure is after doing any kind of communications activity that's really draining, like say an event or, or a media launch, is you know book the next Friday afternoon off to do a debrief and take the time to capture those lessons learned. So I mean in a government context you would think this is a no-brainer uh, no because the communications policy stipulates that each department must have a communications policy. Uh, clearly that's definitely not the case because this kind of work has gotten a bad rap and I think that it, it's unfortunate because it's really at the heart of elevating the communications profession at that strategic level where we want to be playing. Okay. Right. So, so I guess I come up. No, <laughs> I guess I, I come at this at kind of a different, a uh, different level, just because of the nature of my work and sure. my background. So I come at it from a very uh, political side. So I tend to see things that way. So for government agencies, I think that one of their biggest challenges is changing priorities of the government as well. Um, you know, we just came from seven years of minority governments where you know we had an election every two years. There was different mm -hmm. catchphrases, new things that were new. It was oh, jobs, constant. jobs, jobs, economic action plan. It's all about the economy now we're seeing a lot more about the digital economy and it's changing priorities are difficult because mm -hmm. the departments themselves have to change so that they're they're in that piece as well so yeah. you know if your government department doesn't fit in with what the catchphrases of the day sure. well then you might become irrelevant and you mm -hmm. can't not in, not in today's not in today's mm -hmm. world um, so I think that a real practical tip is you know it sounds silly, but read the speeches that are coming out of, um, you know, people like the Prime Minister or major policy speeches or the Minister of Finance where he's setting what his goals are for the year. It yeah, does absolutely. give you an idea of what the politicians are thinking and what they're looking at for in terms of, of strategy. Um, looking at some of these um, pieces that are coming out, you can see where the strategy is starting to play. Things like an economic update and the budget are highly important. Look at it not just for your pieces and 
what the pieces that the government mm -hmm. agencies are pulling from it, but also what other departments, what is the focus? Definitely. You know, if, if, if you're Environment Canada and you're not getting very much uh, play in this budget, well, what did? and what priority exactly. was set for that and, and and it just it allows you to get a better sense it's, it's part of the landscape and an analysis of your environment but it also allows you to see those catches and those tweaks before they might happen right so if you're seeing speeches yeah, on jobs 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 yep. yeah, yeah and and problem. speeches are easy you know like you can you can sign up on all the department websites like i would take the major four or five ministers and if they have major speeches or announcements yeah. coming through yeah. see what's happening yeah uh I could probably el elaborate for a while on that yeah. one, but uh, just briefly, yeah, absolutely. As soon as the Governor General, of course, announced mm -hmm. volunteerism and philanthropy as one of his pillars, mm -hmm. um, of course, we, you know, he, he's a, a patron of Volunteer Canada. So anything in that realm, obviously, we're plugged into and making sure uh, in terms of where his news releases, his speeches, wherever he's going, you know, we're always mm -hmm. on top of that. So we know we can dovetail as required. Um, okay. Is there any differences, though, on, in terms of for nonprofits? Are these kind of same concepts? Well, you know, there's an interesting yeah. thing that I find as a symptom that's shared among nonprofits and government organizations, and it's that there isn't always a natural imperative as to which way's north in an organization. Whereas, if you're in a business context and you're selling software, then it's pretty clear you are communicating with a purpose to sell more software. You need to sell more units. I need exactly. to make more money. That's right. right? So <laughs> there's a natural self-selection that goes on in terms of clarifying that alignment that you spoke of that is so key between where's the organization going and then where am I going in terms of the communications function. In a government context, that gets very complicated because there has been such a launch and abandon kind of uh, imperative as a result of uh, sequential minority governments where it can be tough to say, okay, wait a minute here, now are we at Health Canada, are we at the Public Health Agency, is this our issue, is it no longer our issue, that, that kind of thing happens. And in a not-for-profit organization, there tends to be so much push and pull. Very frequently, uh, there can be pressures from boards, from incoming chairs or presidents who shift the priority and so again uh, sometimes we get a sense that the communicators are working with our hands tied behind our back because unless the organization clearly defines okay we are this organization and we're in the business of what even a membership organization could be in, uh, interested in advocacy could be interested in mm -hmm. membership yeah. could be interested in international affairs which is fine they don't necessarily have to be mutually exclusive but i'm betting you don't have the cash yeah. and you don't have the staff to do all of these things yeah. well so it's all about focus and getting that clarity of focus okay and and senior teams or communicators out there that are listening make sure your staff are aware of what your strategy is once you lock that up and that they understand it and that they know what their role is in right. driving the final objectives because there's a lot of, there can be disengagement that, that occurs or a confusion that takes place when that's not aligned. And someone said to me once, if you're going to change the rules, you got to tell the team. Right. right? <laughs> you know, yes, you need to. Sure. <laughs> that's right. So, okay, so we're moving through a lot of stuff. So now let's just get to um, Carolyn. You've got um, a program called Results Map. Right. Do you want to sort of give a little bit of a snapshot of what that's all about? Because sure. you're going to be getting into that in more detail in the Absolutely. session that's coming up on November 2nd. Right. So what's, tell us a little bit about that. So uh, my firm, Ingenium, has been specializing in communication strategy for about 10 years. And we realized that this work really is best done internally among our client organizations. But often they don't have the time or they don't have the capacity to do it uh, effectively so there can be a dependency on external consultants which you know as a consultant you would think I would think would be a fine idea but actually I think there's something systemically wrong uh, with that model 
so we set about creating this capacity building program called the Results Map, which really is a very detailed program around the Results Map process that puts forward a really comprehensive step-by-step process covering all aspects of communication strategy design. So we offer it to organizations through training, through these applied lab workshops when we actually work with a team to develop a plan. We do coaching, consulting work, and all of this is backed up by an online tool so that uh, organizations are set up to succeed. They've got a repeatable, systematic, methodologically sound way of doing all of their work uh, in a strategic planning continuum. Okay, and so are you able to tease the session a little bit that it takes place on November sure. 2nd? What, yeah. what are people going to essentially learn right. when they go? Yeah, so the full day strategy lab is a very intensive session, so I should start with that because people walk out of there totally exhausted. <laughs> uh, it's, it's really a deep dive at the discipline and the methodological aspects of strategic communications planning. So it starts off with an overview of some of the core concepts and then we work through many of the results map tools and templates best practices and case studies that we have as part of as part of our body of knowledge so for example we would go through setting objectives that frankly is uh, deceptively <laughs> complicated because people often whip out simple objectives and Bob's your uncle and that's where the whole thing goes sideways because it becomes impossible to be strategic if your objective is that I'm going to promote this government program to all Canadians. Right. How, you know you can't wrap your head around that. Sure. So we'll do a lot of case study work in, in um, all kinds of different formats, individual pair work, uh, breakout and plenary and tackle all of those components and then see how they work together because I think that's the thing people look at our results map which sort of looks like a, a subway map and they say you know, well that, that looks just way too simple here that we're going from A to Z in a straight line and I don't work in that kind of environment. And I get that. So part of what we're trying to do is also to see the connections, right? So that if you've done a really good situational analysis, that's going to give you the raw material to develop great messaging. If your mm -hmm. messaging sucks and nobody's using it, it's probably because you're just picking up a pen and working on messaging instead of doing that in a way that makes sense in the natural habitat, if you will, of that work, okay. which starts with that whole preparatory step of objectives and situational analysis okay. and so on. Who typically attends the session? Uh, well, we've got a broad range of uh, folks. I would say it's sort of for mid to senior level communicators. Mm -hmm. Um, and frankly, <laughs> who uh, ends up attending the session are people who are frustrated that this isn't working well in their organizations and they're wanting to learn how can we do this in a systematic way. And I would say again to the point that communicators are being asked to do more with less, I'm amazed to see that communicators will often spend a tremendous amount of time on the structure or the form of their work instead of the content. So our whole approach with the results map is to liberate your thinking. So for example, if you're doing a public environment analysis or your boss asks you to do a public environment analysis, frankly, you could spend 30 or 40% of your time figuring out, well, what does she mean? <laughs> and what's the thing supposed to look like? So we would offer you a template and a proven methodology that we've used over a decade so that you can then just focus on the content. So that, that, that tends to be the kind of organizations that get involved are those that have frustration around this area and are trying to be more efficient and focused. Okay, all right. So that's Carolyn Keeley from Ingenium Communications and um, Marlene Floyd from Ernst Cliff Strategy Group. And so Carolyn, your session takes place on November 2nd at the, at the Sheraton Hotel on that's Albert right. Street, right? Um, anyone listening, just go to ottawa.iabc.com for more information. And honestly, we'd really like to hear, we talked about earlier who inspired us, who were the people that we thought were exceptional communicators. Tell us who yours are and why. 
people want to, that would be good knowledge uh, exchange for everybody else uh, in our community. That's a great idea. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, just you can do that on iowa.iabc.com in the, in the area underneath this podcast where um, we, uh, I guess it's kind of like a, a blog style where we can uh, hear everybody's uh, feedback. So mm -hmm. thanks again, everybody. Thanks Excellent information. Thank you. Thank you. Um, fabulous to have you. And um, I'll leave everybody just by saying be strategic. <laughs> have a good week. Perfect. Thank you. You've been listening to the podcast of the International Association of Business Communicators, Ottawa Chapter, produced at the Media Style Studio.